Welcome to 2020, and welcome to another episode of Roy Lacey Filmmaking. As always, I'm Callian Lacey. Today we don't essentially have one topic, more like five. Now don't worry, this is not an hour-long episode. I'm only spending a few minutes on each topic. Now let's begin. First up, we have something that is a question in superhero movies. Disguises. For example, Clark Kent, also known as Superman, wears glasses as his only disguise to protect his identity. How would someone not see a picture of Superman and Clark Kent and not see a similarity? It just doesn't make sense. But here's the thing. Researchers at the University of York in England have shown that small alterations to a person's appearance, such as wearing glasses, can significantly hinder facial recognition. Psychologists showed participants in a number of faces and asked if the two faces were the same. In some cases, if the person in the photo wore glasses, they also have a picture of them without glasses. And only about 80% of the participants said that they were the same person. I have actually tested this myself because I wear glasses and on my phone, I have face ID with my glasses on. So I took my glasses off and what would I know? My phone wouldn't open. So I guess that glasses as a disguise is actually pretty smart. Another somewhat common thing in action movies is the villain is played by a British actor. Some examples are Tom Hiddleston as Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's an impressive cage. Not built, I think, for me. Built for something a lot stronger than you. Oh, I've heard. Ian McKellen as Eric Luncher, a.k.a. Magneto, in the original X-Men movies. You know this plastic prison of theirs won't hold me forever. The war is still coming, Charles, and I intend to fight it. And Jonathan Price as Elliot Carver in James Bond's Tomorrow Never Dies. Mr. Stamper. I'm having fun with my headlines. I need to know the exact number of survivors. Now, I'm late for a meeting. Make sure you use the right kind of ammunition. Yes, sir. Why is it always the British? Is it the accent? Well, yes. Linguist Chi Lu said that filmmakers like the British accent because the British accent, also known as the Queen's English, makes people appear more educated, intelligent, competent, and generally of a higher socioeconomic class. So that makes the character posh and smart, but evil? Well, Lou also said that the accent has a dark side, with people who speak it seem less trustworthy, kind, and friendly, creating the perfect storm of evilness. One of the most recognizable actors playing a villain role is Alan Rickman. He famously played Severus Snape in the Harry Potter series. Mystic managed. Nox. Potter. What are you doing wandering the corridors at night? And Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... To understand what other people's favorite villains are, I went around and asked people what their favorite villain is and why. 
My favorite uh, superhero villain is Ultron from Age of Ultron because I like how he's so funny and he cracks jokes in between every fight and then gets hit once and interrupted in the middle of his joke and acts like nothing happened. Megamind. I like Megamind because of his superior, uh, you know, as, as he says, you're not a supervillain unless you have presentation. I, I like that about him. Okay, my favorite Disney villain would be Scar, just because he's really funny, and I relate to him a lot. Okay, yeah, my favorite villain would have to be Facilier from Princess and the Frog, just because I'm a sucker for his musical number, and, like, he, he's the first villain that legitimately terrified me watching the movie, so, like, that's a plus. The next couple topics connect under the idea of realism in movies. Everyone can think of some situation in movies where there is some event or action that does not seem realistic in the real world. The three examples I can think of are slow motion explosions, timers on explosives, and it's always raining at funerals for some bizarre reason. So, slow motion explosions. Yes, it looks extremely cool with the protagonist walking away from the exploding object without turning around or getting down. But, in the real world, the protagonist should either be dead, or have many broken bones, and be deaf. Movies don't take into account shockwaves and flying debris created by the explosion. There is a chance though that the character could survive. It just depends on how far away they are from the explosion, and how fast you can run. For example, a C4 explosion is virtually instant with gases being released at a ridiculously fast rate of 26,400 feet per second. So you have to be at least 5 miles away to not be hit by the shockwave within 1 second of the explosion. Another trope that causes the world to be saved at the literal last second possible is the clear visual timer on the bomb the villain has placed. The hero will discover the bomb with 1 minute left but the movie takes three minutes, and then the hero stops the timer with one second remaining. The character should be dead! Yes, you could say that the movie is stalling for suspense, but like, in reality, it would be an extremely stressful situation. Finally, the last thing that isn't realistic and that in almost every funeral scene in movies, it is raining. Now here in wonderful Indiana, we have an average of 179 days a year where precipitation falls. It's not always 100% guaranteed that it will be raining. Movie studios have to use rain machines to simulate rain showers during filming to get the aesthetic. From glasses as a disguise, to raining at funerals, I hope you have enjoyed this cluster of cliches on Royal Lacey Filmmaking. Next time, we are focusing on everyone's favorite global empire, Disney! This has been Callie and Lacey, and I'll see you next time.